everybody black. <laughs> I am. Betting on black tonight. back to black mentality where we aim to intersect our daily black experiences with our mental health needs what does that mean trying to achieve a state of mental wellness in this economy as a black person um i know that's got a bit of a negative connotation to it um given that i am saying trying to achieve a state of mental wellness in this economy <laughs> but anyway hi it's been a long time oh my gosh uh, but before i get to that i acknowledge and pay my respects to the traditional owners of this nation i'm coming to you from darug and gandagara land today i'll be talking about reflective thinking more or less wanting to know do you think about your actions essentially i will get into that but as you know i usually like to start off with a game and for this game because i have obviously come up with it i can't really participate in it because i already have deeply thought about this the, the particular topics and words and phrases that i would actually like to tackle so i can't participate but i will definitely speak a bit slower so that you guys can actually enjoy and participate definitely do this in the comfort of your own home or with other people however you want to do it i'm keen just to be for people to actually do this game but anyway without further ado so this game is kind of like a word association except um i really want you to attach the connotation that i'm about to give you to each word or phrase that i do say so the connotation is either good or bad so let's say if i say up instead of saying down which is the first thing that pops up in your mind i actually want you to say good or bad so if i say up you say good or bad whichever one comes first and yes i know that gray areas do exist and can exist which is great if you're already into all about that about trying to sort of exist within a gray area but for this game i really want you to be very black and white don't think about it just say good or bad as soon as i say a word or a phrase so again like if i say up i want you to say good or bad whatever comes to your mind first so that's, those are the only two words you're allowed to think when i actually um say something but say the first thing that comes to your mind so i'm about to begin so the first word is just to sort of give you guys a bit of a tester skinny i want you to think good or bad whatever comes to your mind first second word fat good or bad third word master bedroom fourth word blacklist fifth word slave drive now i'm getting into phrases now sixth phrase or this word that is so ghetto seventh phrase i want caramel babies eighth phrase afro hair doesn't do it for me 
Ninth phrase. You're well spoken. Tenth phrase. I like my women or men to dress up. Yeah, okay. So those are the words. Um, You can replay it so that you can actually hear the words and phrases again. But now that you've had that sort of um, attachment of the connotation, either good or bad, I want you to actually reflect on how you felt and behaved when certain words or phrases were said. You might have felt uncomfortable about certain words, but that's okay. But um, if you did, you actually aren't alone because... For me, when I was thinking about this, I was definitely um, shuddering, to be honest, because I know we have a history um, with certain words and phrases based on our experiences with the world as black people. Obviously, I'll get into that a little bit deeper, but um, in the 30 minutes that I've allocated myself, we won't get as complex. But basically, I really want us to think about that game and how do we know that we are uncomfortable or are going to be uncomfortable with certain words or or phrases Um, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that sometimes we have what's called automatic thoughts which play a role in this whole thing so like I mentioned we're basically going to be talking about reflective thinking today but before I get into that um, I actually just want us to bet on black quickly and it will make sense why I've chosen this um, group or organization so I'm basically highlighting doing health and well-being today because they provide psychological services to children adults and families in Australia they're quite passionate about providing inclusive services to diverse and multicultural clients with a strong focus on socially and culturally competent care They specialize in helping people to thrive and live full lives. And they use evidence-based clinical interventions to support various mental health concerns. They also provide training and consultation to other health and well-being practitioners, professionals and organizations. So basically, if you book a session in with them in March, I know we're almost done, (laughs) but... You will only have to pay about $66 in gap fees. So that's a rebate um, for Medicare if you are a citizen. And the first session will be only $66 and subsequent sessions will be about $51 on the Medicare rebate. They're based in Liverpool and they deliver face-to-face and virtual sessions. I will leave a link um, to their bio and um, their website. in my own i guess uh, under my post and you can certainly visit them on insta their page is doing health and well-being all one word but anyway back to the topic at hand like i mentioned we are talking about reflective thinking today um and i know i purposely left you hanging just a little bit again it was only a minute so you can't really hold me to it but essentially i left you hanging when i questioned how we know when we are uncomfortable or when to be uncomfortable really simplifying it automatic thoughts like i mentioned do play a role so automatic thoughts are images words or some kind of mental activity that pop into your head in response to a situation we might not even recognize these thoughts but sometimes they'll have a huge impact on us that's because Automatic thoughts cannot be controlled by people directly since they're quite reflective in their reaction based on 
your beliefs about the world or about yourself. However, you can indirectly control them um, by challenging the beliefs that actually led to them. To illustrate this, the word association game that we just did contained purposefully chosen words and phrases that have a negative connotation to most enlightened black people or other people. If you felt uncomfortable, that is because you might have experienced or witnessed racialized or body shaming situations that have left you feeling some sort of discomfort. Some might say, oh, but like, aren't some of those phrases about preference? If you could tell by my sarcastic tone. <laughs> uh, nah, cuz these are actual and impactful consequences on people's self-esteem. For example, tell me how prefacing that you like chocolate or caramel babies is a preference and not speaking to the harmful colorist views that will be imposed on their child if they don't turn out to be said color or how one might actually have that biased opinion, which is not a preference, by the way, it's a bias. Um, they harbor because of internalized anti-blackness. Tell me. Really, do tell me. I would love to know. But essentially, if you have another theory, let's talk about it. You know where to find me. Insta. Sounded like a fight, but no. <laughs> let's actually have a dialogue. But anyway, um, essentially, people are not born with inherent biases, such as the affinity to fantasizing about the color of a child's skin. We all know where it originates. That's my case. I'm basically saying we all know that you saying that you have a preference for a particular color is inherently something that is deeply colorist because we know the history of skin color and we also know the history of what's happened because of the spectrum of the skin tone. So that's all I'm just saying. Anyway, to further dis really sort of um, add to my discussion, as you know, I like to snazz it up with some research. This time I'm drawing from Dr. Vernon L. Andrews, who teaches multicultural and gender studies at the Department of California State University. He was in New Zealand at some point, so that's close to home. And so that's why I'm referencing him too. But also he was really speaking to... Um, um, what I'm talking about today, I will be referencing his published article. It's titled Self-Reflection and the Reflected Self, African-American Double Consciousness and the Social, in brackets, Psychological Mirror. He basically uses examples from sport and everyday interactions to interrogate a sample of social theories that deal with situated social activity. He uses his experiences to account for the many areas in judgment that many black folk, as he puts it, make when they carry the double burden of trying to assess white social signs through an American lens, while also trying to assess, in brackets, possible white racist signifiers through a black social lens. The aspect I wanted to highlight in his interrogation of our thinking is that he calls us to self-reflect and be willing to step outside the norm of whiteness, white rules, white manners and white domination to be able to actually take the imagined position of the social slash racial slash cultural slash gendered other. Basically, my inference from this article was that he is basically saying, allow yourself to reflect on your actions and thoughts to be truly able to embrace your authenticity and not be a vessel that is controlled by the dominant culture. So everything really goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is you may not have been in control of your environment growing up, 
circumstances you are not in control and its impact on you but now as a fully fledged adult you have the ability to at least challenge those beliefs that you hold that may be actually quite harmful to you in the long run so basically my mental health tips are around now challenging those thoughts my first mental health tip is basically there's this concept called the abc model it's a basic cognitive behavioral therapy technique where it assumes your belief about a specific event or a situation affects how you react to that situation so this model really helps challenge irrational thoughts and cognitive distortions that might actually arise from said situation this allows you to really sort of restructure these beliefs and um, adapt a healthier response the basic idea behind the abc model is that activating events that's what a stays stands for do not actually cause emotions um, which is the consequence but your beliefs um, which is the b in in particular the irrational beliefs actually do so to really sort of like simplify it's they believe that activating events do not cause emotions but your beliefs about a particular situations really do affect it so to use it you begin by trying to identify what the activating event is so remember a that's what it stands for activating event which is basically a situation that triggered your strong emotional response so a situation could be like um um you're feeling anxious or yeah you're feeling anxious at the thought of going to a party so the next step will be then to try and actually identify the consequences or the C. So basically that is speaking to how you're feeling or behaving because of that situation. So you're feeling anxious, so you might try to actually get out of it, right? So you might text which is the behavior your friend that you don't want to go or you might actually try not to answer your phone depending on the situation which is also a behavior so that you don't have to go. But essentially you're feeling quite anxious about this situation. Anyway, lastly, you then identify the B, which is your beliefs or thoughts about that situation. So this requires you to think about thinking. So this is the part where I've been trying to emphasize the whole time. So what is going on in your mind? What actually got you to start feeling anxious at that time? What was the thought behind that? So I could recognize that at that time I felt anxious about the party because I felt judged last time or I thought people were looking at me a bit funny. To be honest, that situation I think I have experienced it. So to further actually help explore how that thought is coming about and really get deep into what's causing that thought. <laughs> so what's the underlying thought behind my actual thought around not wanting to go to the party because I felt judged last time or people were looking at me? So we then sometimes employ what's called Socratic questioning. Or really, it's just a way to interrogate your thoughts. So Socratic questioning really enables us to challenge our thinking about certain situations. For example, if I'm thinking that people are looking at me, um I would want to know what that is really all about. For example, there are more underlying thoughts to the thinking that people are looking at me. So I can ask myself, what's wrong with people looking at me? you know simple as that i could just be like okay what's wrong with people looking at me like why do i feel uncomfortable about that i can then recall that when someone was looking at me 
which which has happened in the past i was thinking that they were judging how i chose not to wear makeup for example because i tend to try to i guess be as authentic to myself if i'm not feeling up to it going to a party i'm not wearing makeup that's my decision i'm making that conscious decision in the past used to feel conscious about that but anyway so that could be an example or if let's say um i was thinking that um or someone else let's use a masculine example so um someone might um might see someone looking at them and they might think um are they judging me because i am dressed a bit feminine today as a man or maybe um as a woman to be fair i don't really believe in what i'm like sort of like assigning um masculine or femininity to a particular gender that's why i'm like struggling with the example but anyway essentially let's say in the conventional way of looking at i guess gender um a man might actually be like oh am i dressed dressed a little bit too feminine today is that why people are looking at me so especially if they're trying to now explore who they are outside of the you know social norms or it could be as simple as which has happened to me in the past where i could perceive that someone else or think that someone else is looking at me specifically because of that one pimple that that is at that little section of my face that i don't want people to look at or uh, or it could be as deep as people actually being like oh damn that person is looking at me so they must think I'm ugly or something but essentially by questioning our thoughts it will actually help us reveal what the problem is with our thinking or belief and it will also help us consider different perspective so to that example that i was giving you in a very long-winded way if i'm thinking they're probably noticing my pimple and think that i'm ugly i would then ask myself what is the evidence for that like am i basing this thought on actual facts or my feelings like did this person say this to me that hey you've got a pimple <laughs> or you're ugly today or could i actually be misinterpreting this situation so ask myself all these questions another question to ask is am i making assumptions am i projecting the way i'm feeling about myself and thinking that other people are thinking that way about me as well and then you can also ask is there another way to actually view the situation for example if this person is looking at me could they actually be looking at me because i'm fly <laughs> well which is probably the reason but nah but in all seriousness it could be are they actually looking at me because they like they want to speak to me what is it like there's something or they're just naturally curious and that could be one way of looking at it another way to view the situation for me personally in the past i was quite conscious of like my pimples on my face and even so my blackness especially in white spaces or spaces that i was a minority nowadays i've really come to that point of where i interrogate my thoughts all the time i think about thinking constantly not in an obsessive way but in a way that i like to actually sort of i'm a very naturally curious person so i like to sort of interrogate where my belief or my decision making or even my actions come from what informs them what drives them i really like to sort of like look at that and generally if i'm noticing that i've got a harmful way of thinking about myself i tend to actually then try to explore it a bit more and actually change it 
and actually make sure that like it's something that is more compassion focused and a bit I guess self-loving but anyway back to my point um so I actually normalized um the fact that people have pimples and that's completely fine and that pimples are a natural occurrence like especially for me um and for other people and on top of that that people yes do stare when someone has a pimple because it is something that is a feature on your face obviously not everyone's going to be comfortable with with that kind of line of thinking but essentially for me normalizing the whole process really just made it a bit easier and then when it comes to my blackness as well like sort of being a minority in those spaces i honestly again have if someone is like staring at me I've actually gotten to a point of not caring because I'm like, it's not about me. It's their problem. Like whatever, if they're staring, they're staring. I know, yes, there are situations where unmistakably someone is definitely staring because I'm a black person in a very, um, like the, the minority in that situation. And honestly, it used to bother me. But nowadays it's either I stare back or I completely ignore because I legit so comfortable in just being in my skin and not also I guess seeing it as them now um I guess judging me or anything like that or I really try not to even consider what the other person is thinking or projecting in any way because I'm like I've gotten over it and like I don't have space to be accommodating like rent free in my mind to be accommodating or trying to rationalize why it is that you could be doing something you're doing it that's cool so it's almost very much radical acceptance of the situation but of course this is not a comfortable situation for everyone so i understand that it might not be as easy to um just simply accept that it is what it is but essentially like i mentioned this whole situation is about just think about your thinking think about why it is that you do certain things think about why it is that you have an affinity or preference to certain things but when it comes to a lot of things that are attached to um, negative connotations i would definitely say make sure you interrogate that shit because you know what what you might actually realize at the end is that it could be an insecurity thing or it could be something as deep as issues with your identity or self-esteem so you can actually do a lot more work around this through self-help um, strategies, um, websites as well, or actually sort of engaging with a therapist like Dune Health and Wellbeing Service. So make sure that you actually sort of do engage with people. And um, it's it, it's great if you can find someone that fits for you. Sometimes you might have to shop for a, a while, but essentially it's great when you find someone who actually sort of works well with you. I guess just to wrap it up, we did talk about, um, obviously, like, well, I was just saying hi and <laughs> welcome back. But essentially, we did we did um, do the word association game. And that was just to get you to think about, I guess, how easy it is to sort of attach a connotation to something. But also to get you to see that um, sometimes we have automatic thoughts that already inform the way that we're going to think about a situation, which obviously they inform our biases as well. And then 
we sort of discussed a little bit more about reflective thinking and I did sort of give you a bit more understanding around automatic thinking and I guess I used Dr. Vernon Andrews um, article to try and actually get you guys to realize that reflective thinking is not a bad thing but essentially it might just help liberate you from the bounds of society <laughs> but none um and then my mental health tips was obviously the abc model and socratic questioning so yeah do definitely um get back to me and tell me what you think about this it was a quick episode like i said it's not going to be as in depth but more than happy if you let me know that you want a bit more i guess interrogation into certain things that i said today happy to actually do that you know i love talking i love to have a bit of a discourse with people so yeah i'll be keen to actually hear your opinion about this so definitely make sure you i was gonna say like and subscribe but yeah you can like and subscribe too but um definitely comment and let's have a discussion around this because i'm quite interested in terms of how people think about thinking so yeah my last question to you is do you think about thinking and i've asked that question before anyway but do you actually think about thinking anyway you can find me at black you can find me at black mentality underscore on insta and twitter i don't really use twitter but definitely insta and i will get back to you i'm trying to work on becoming a better I guess social media user <laughs> for Instagram. I do use my personal one quite a bit, but just for black mentality. I'm actually trying to actually have a bit more um engagement. I do enjoy having conversations with people. So yes. Ciao. Bye.